Section 8 of the History of Lady Julia Mandeville. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The History of Lady Julia Mandeville by Francis Brooke. Section 8. Epistle Colonel to Colonel Belleville. Our party last night did not turn out so much in the still life way as I expected. Unfortunate as I am, two rivals at once. La Bellissima Julia has most certainly a penchant for Harry. It is absurd, for the thing is impossible. In the first place, I am rather afraid he has a kind of attachment to this creature, and in the second, I know Lord Belmont's sentiments on this head, and that, with all his generosity, no man breathing has a greater aversion to unequal marriages. The difference is so immense in everything but birth and merit, that there remains no shadow of hope for her but these people of high heroics are above attending to such trifling things as possibilities i hope i am mistaken but the symptoms are strong upon her as you shall judge i left you last night to accompany lady julia to the wood we were both so fond of the evening was lovely beyond description and we were engaged in a very lively conversation when as we approached the temple we saw harry who had just left us on pretence of writing letters come out of it with the detestable westbrook leaning familiarly on his arm her pert eyes softened with languishment and fixed eagerly on his the forward creature started at seeing us and attempted to fly which harry prevented and withdrawing his arm from hers as if mechanically advanced slowly towards us with a look so confused a mien so disordered so different from that easy air which gives ten thousand graces to the finest form in the world as convinced me that this meeting was not accidental lady julia stopped the moment she saw them a deep blush overspread her face she fixed her eyes on the ground and waited their approach silent and unmoved as a statue not so the sit the creature's assurance and the ease with which she recovered herself and addressed lady julia excited equally my astonishment and my indignation she told her she came to wait on her ladyship and the fineness of the evening had tempted her to leave her coach at the entrance of the wood that as she walked through she happened to meet mr manville quite by chance she assured her ladyship as he would testify harry disdained to confirm her falsehood even by an assenting look his silence the coldness of his manner with the air of dignity and spirit lady julia assumed almost disconcerted her he walked silently to the house where the girl only stayed till her coach was ordered round then left us her eyes asked harry's attendance but he chose not to understand the language this evening was the only unpleasant one i ever passed at belmont a reserve unknown before in that seat of sincere friendship took place of the sweet confidence which used to reign there and to which it owns its most striking charms we retired earlier than common and lady julia instead of spending half an hour in my apartment as usual took leave of me at the door and passed on to her own i am extremely alarmed for her it would have been natural to have talked over such extraordinary an adventure with me if not too nearly interested there was a constraint in her behaviour to harry all the evening an assumed coldness his assiduity seemed to displease her she sighed often nay once when my eyes met hers i observed a tear ready to start she may call this friendship if she pleases but these very tender these apprehensive these jealous friendships between amiable young people of different sexes are exceedingly suspicious it is an hour later than her usual time of appearing and i hear nothing of her i am determined not to indulge this tender melancholy and have sent up to let her know i attend to her in the saloon for i often breakfast in my own apartment 
it being the way here for everybody to do whatever they like indeed a letter from lady julia a vindiction nay then guilty upon my honour i imagine i suspect her o conscience o conscience her extreme fear of my supposing her in love with harry is a convincing proof that she is though such is her amiable sincerity that i am sure she has deceived herself before she would attempt to deceive me but the letter is not so easy sit a spy see all the game she tells me she cannot see till she has vindicated herself from a suspicion which the weakness of her behaviour yesterday may have caused that she is not sure she has resolution to mention the subject when present therefore takes this way to assure me that tender and lively as her friendship for mr manville is it is only friendship a friendship with his merit is hitherto justified and which has been the innocent pleasure of her life that born with too keen sensibilities poor thing i pity her sensibilities the ill-treatment of her friends wounds her to the soul the zeal for his honour and the integrity of his character which she thinks injured by the mysterious air of last night's adventure her shock at the clandestine and disassembled appointment so inconsistent with that openness which she had always admired in him as well as with the respect due to her now so particularly in her father's absence under his protection had occasioned that concern which she fears may make her appear to me more weak than she is in short she takes a great deal of pains to lead herself into an error and struggles in those tools which she will find great difficulty in breaking harry's valet has just told my woman his master was in bed but two hours last night that he walked about his room till three and rose again at five and went out on horseback without a servant the poor fellow is frightened to death about him for he is idolized by his servants and this man has been with him from his childhood but adieu i hear lady julia upon the stairs i must meet her in the saloon eleven o'clock poor soul i never saw anything like her confusion when we met she blushed she trembled and sunk half motionless into a chair i made the tea without taking the least notice of her inability to do it and by my easy chit-chat manner soon brought her to be a little composed though her eyes as often turned towards the door though she started at every sound yet she never asked the cause of harry's absence which must however surprise her as he always breakfasts below foreseeing we should be a very awkward party to-day at rio i sent early in the morning to ask three or four very agreeable girls about two miles off to come and ramble all day with us in the woods happily for poor lady julia they came in before we had breakfast done i left them to go and look at some shell-work whilst i came up to finish my letter harry is come back and has sent to speak with me i am really a person of great consequence at present i am in a very ill humour with him he may well be ashamed to appear however the worst of criminals deserves to be heard i will admit him he is at the door adieu a villemont end of section eight recording by ellie august two thousand and nine